from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studios. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. George Campbell, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. We're so glad you're with us. Thank you for joining us. 888-825-5225. Justin is starting off this hour in Salt Lake City. Hi, Justin. What's up? Hi, how's it going, Dave? Great, man. How can we help? So I'm trying to be able to afford a house, and I've got a business running that's going about six figures this year, but I seem to be able to barely afford paying taxes, and I'm using credit to do that. So you're just start now starting to make six figures? Yeah, this year will be the first year I will cross over that. Are you working with a tax pro, or are you just ignoring the, the tax bills when they come? What What's happened here that you've used credit to pay for it? Well, estimated tax payments are every three months, and when I owe taxes, I get a little nervous about it, so I just pay what I can with my credit limit. Are you self-employed? Yeah, I'm self-employed, and I got a part-time job just to cover personal expenses, other stuff, I guess, like food. Yeah, so, so you're making taxable income of $100,000 a year? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, your quarterly estimates should be no more than a fourth of your net profit on your business. How much of the 100000 is net profit on your business? About 50000 of it, like half. And then the other half is your part-time job. Well, the part-time job is only about a fourth of the... Where's the other fourth coming from? Income. Well, so I've got uh, about 100000 coming from the business, and then only about 30000 coming from my part-time job. Okay. Net profit on the business is hundred grand. No, net profit would be about 50000 So that adds up to eighty, though. It would be your income. You said thirty from the part-time job, fifty from the business. So where's the other twenty mm-hmm. coming from? You don't have a hundred thousand dollar income. Going, you have an eighty thousand dollar income. No, yeah. So it's a, uh, over a hundred gross, not net. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No gross revenues, not profit. Taxable household income is eighty. You make a $50,000 profit on your business and 30 on your side job. Am I missing something? No, that's correct. Okay. So the 50000 when you make that money each month, you should be setting aside a fourth of that. So it's about uh, 4000 bucks a month. So you should be setting aside $1,000 a month for taxes out of your business so you don't get behind on your taxes. Every time you make money in the business, you should set aside a fourth of it. Pretend profit, like it doesn't exist. And, and set it aside because then yeah. when you get ready to pay your quarterly estimates, you'll have the money to pay it. You're not budgeting in your business for taxes. And then when the taxes come due, you're borrowing them. Am I? Have I got that yeah. right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. You got to stop that. It's not working for you. Yeah, I try to put away at least 10%. No, it's it's 25 lately. Ten percent's not covering it. That's why you're coming up short. Yeah, because you got both sides of FICA. You got fifteen three right there. 
15.3% your self-employment tax alone before you get to income tax, and then about another 10 for your income tax on that. And so you're going to have a 25, a solid 25 in your case. And so it's a, it's a it's thousand bucks a month. If you're making 50 grand, you got to set that aside because your quarterlies are going to be three 3,200, somewhere in that range. When you do your quarterly estimates and you need to have the cash already in the account, cause you set the money aside, knowing that bill was coming out of your profits, you're withholding on yourself. That's the way that works. And then that stops all the borrowing. The reason you're getting in a pinch is your cash flow system sucks. Right, right. And there is no try here. You saw I try to put just auto draft it to savings. Do whatever you have to do. Just never see that money. If you were working somebody making fifty k, they would take it out of your check before they gave you any money, and then you would try to live on the rest. Not I tried to pay my taxes. So you got to do that to yourself. Is what I'm saying. Because the last thing you want to owe is the freaking KGB. I mean the IRS. They're the last people on the planet you want to be. You get you nervous makes me nervous too. They got unlimited power and they charge a lot for ta- for penalties and interest. And Justin, you called asking how to get a house. I think right now we got to put pause on that while we clean up this debt, get an emergency fund in place, cut up the cards, close those accounts. Then we can start thinking about a down payment. Yeah, you got to get your you got to get your debts cleaned up and get your system right to where you actually know what you've got to work with to to start saving towards buying a house. So, how much debt do you have? Currently, I just got out of debt after this tax tax payment. I cleared the credit just using the business income. Good. Okay, so you cleaned up the the credit. But I now, used that when, credit when's card? your next when's your next quarterly estimate due? That would be after June, so I guess June fifteenth. Mm-hmm. It's a and month how much away. money set aside for that? Currently, almost a thousand. I'm still working on baby step number one. No, this is not a baby step. This, but saving for setting money aside out of your business for taxes is not a baby step. It's before you do anything with the money. Okay. Then you have baby steps with money that's left over. So I'd be selling stuff, working that part-time job, so you have four grand by the time those quarterly estimates are due. Yeah, you do not, and you just got 45 days, not even. You got 30-something days um, to, to get to get to the be ready for that estimate. So that's your main thing right now. Just take all your money out of your business and set it aside for taxes so you don't get caught up. So, yep. Dave, this is a new entrepreneur. So what advice would you give to those who are going, Dave, I'm self-employed for the first time. I don't really know. No one taught me how to do this the right way. What are the first few things you tell them to do? Open a separate checking account for your business. All of the income for your business goes into that account. Only expenses for that business come out of that account. The difference that's in that account on cash basis accounting is profit. You know, in other words, revenue minus expenses equals profit. And that's what's going to show up in that checking account. If you don't do anything except business things in that account, then whatever's in that account at the end of the month, that's new money at the end of the month that wasn't there last month. Okay. And we, okay. We put an additional 2000 in this account net of expenses. That's profit. Then you need to set aside a fourth of that and open a little savings account over the side and set that over there. In his case, it's a thousand dollars a month. He needs to be setting a thousand. If he's making fifty profit, he needs to be setting aside a thousand dollars a month over in a separate savings account 
not to be used for anything except the taxes that come up once a quarter. And you have to file quarterly estimates by your second year in business or you get penalized for not filing, Mm. much less not paying. So you don't get out of it by not filing, just like you don't get out of it by not filing your taxes. This is The Ramsey Show. It continues to amaze me how identity thieves keep finding ways to use our own identities against us. Not only do they commit crimes related to financial fraud, medical ID theft, and insurance benefit fraud, but now we have to deal with home title fraud. Thieves are using your own personal info to take ownership of your home so they can take out loans and you end up with a pile of debt and foreclosure notices. Over 4,000 data breaches happened in 2018, exposing 3.6 billion records. So thieves have plenty of identities to use, and there's a one in five chance it will be yours. That's why Xander Insurance is the only program I use and recommend. Their plan covers all types of identity theft and it takes over all the work if you become a victim. Visit Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. George Campbell, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. April is in Idaho Falls, Idaho. Hi, April. How are you? Hi, Dave. Hey, what's up? Um, so we actually live in beautiful Salmon, Idaho. It's a remote vacation um, destination. My husband and I have been remotely working for the last two years. We have $1.4 million, million in cash. Um, we owe 360000 on our house. My question is, we're officially debt-free if we pay that house off. Um, our jobs are kind of going away. So we can move back to a city, um, get stable jobs. I run a business in Boise, Idaho, and that business kind of needs my help or else it's going to, it's going to, I'm going to have to run it half of the year instead of the full year. My husband can get, get his really good job back or we could buy a second home somewhere else and kind of do the snowbird lifestyle. My question is this, we have seven children ages 19 to 6, and we did skip baby step number 5. So how important is it that we keep our income higher, be more stable, support them through college, or do we kind of go for the dreamy, the dreams, I guess, and try to work on careers that we love and places we love to live? And the kids fend for themselves. Kind of. Just turn them loose. Well, no, but I mean, I don't know. Part of our idea is going to Florida half a year, working there. My husband's a nurse. He can travel nurse. I can start another side gig or do mine half the year when we live in Idaho. They can go to school there. We can support them, I guess, with housing, but not as much with money. What's your current house worth with the mortgage on it? Um, 700000 Okay, and you owe about half of that. You could pay it off today. Um, But you're thinking about selling this and moving for work. No, we would, like, we would pay this. My number one, 
option is to pay this house off, enhance it so it's more rentable because we can add things to it because it's a destination in the wilderness. And so we can add some more rental options to it and make money off of it while we're not here. And then we could buy a second home for cash in like Florida or Arizona, somewhere warm. Um, My husband can make pretty good money in nursing, travel nursing. And then I would probably get a seasonal side gig in the winter. And then in the summers, I would run my business in Boise half of the year. But it's kind of messy that way. That's kind of what I want to ask is. That sounds like that sounds like net. empty nesters. That doesn't sound like seven kids. Yeah, yeah, I know. We would probably net 200000 a year if we did the snowbird kind of lifestyle with our kids. And we would probably net four hundred thousand if we went back to the city and kept things stable. Could you do the four hundred thousand option until we get college taken care of and kind of get our financial situation in order? How old is the youngest? Six. No. <laughs> you could. We, um, we need like a ten-year plan. We're going to graduate four kids in five years. Um. I don't think there's a wrong answer unless it, unless you call me up later and say the children were forced to get student loans because they're not forced to do that. No, they're not. And they, I mean, our oldest kids did a lot of dual credit. Um, so they have two years done of school. Our younger kids are already working on dual credit. Yeah. Our youngest probably will go for a scholarship. Can you cash flow their school with their help? And can they, with your help, cash flow their school if you do your snowbird option? We just make less that way. The other way would be... I know you make less. I said, can they get through college without debt if you do the snowboard op- snowbird option? I think so. I do. I don't want to just dream this. I want to lay it out on paper. Uh, kid kid number like one is going to need X. Kid number two is going to need Y. Kid number three is going to need Z. Kid number four is going to need A. Kid number five is going to need B. And we lay out the money. We look at it, and the kid's going to do this. They're going to get the credits. They're going to go. They're going to work. They're going to go to this school. It's going to cost. It's going to cost a certain amount of money. And here's how much we have. And we're going to tear into this million dollars in order to do this. Uh, mm-hmm. with their, in order to supplement what they can't cover so they don't have student loans and what you can't cash flow because you did the snowbird option. If you can pull all that off, I'm fine with it. And you're going to haul them back and forth from Florida to Boise, right? Right. Okay. As long as you want to do all that, I'm good with it. But it kind of sounds like your snowbird thing is like as if you didn't have children or something. <laughs> I know. I mean, because because when I said haul them back and forth, you went. Eh. Did you hear yourself? Yeah, I mean, the ones that live with us would have to go back and forth. The ones that are launching, which two of them are, you know, they can decide. Well, then we only got five to haul. Yeah. How old are you two? Forty-six and forty-seven. Oh. I'll give you a medium plan, halfway between. Okay. Probably doesn't work though. Well, it might work. I mean, you could go do the four hundred for three years. Mm-hmm. And that would launch the vast majority of the kiddos, 
and then the snowbird wouldn't involve hauling as many children on its back. Right. That's what I was thinking. Maybe we just need a little more time of being stable. Yeah. I mean, you can do either one, uh, but part of the downside for me on your plan is hauling a whole truckload of kids back and forth twice a year because you're upsetting teenagers, social networks, and family and everything else. You're resetting. Mm -hmm. I mean, Sharon and I, it's just us. We can run back and forth and stay wherever. I mean, we don't, nobody cares particularly except grandkids griping about Mimi not being around. But other than that, I mean, there's no, we're not hauling people around. It's just me and her. We can go with a backpack and go, uh, but you guys, you got a lot of stuff. You're moving around a lot of human beings. You're moving around there. So it's just however you want to do it, but mathematically be sure whatever plan you're going to do that you map it all the way out. Begin with the end in mind as Stephen Covey said. And that's where I was thinking if she could use the 400000 income and quickly, you know, front load a bunch of 529s for the young kids, cash flow the older ones, that can get, get them in a good spot. Yeah, do that for two or three years, not forever. Not then, necessarily till the six-year-old leaves. And the snowbird plan becomes maybe a five, seven-year well, plan. Well, not even. A, maybe a three or four. I mean, you could do it for three or four. They've already got a million bucks clear, plus a house clear. So, you know, approaching a $2 million net worth already. So well done, by the way, on yeah, that, April. Awesome. Well done. So I, I just want you to be really intentional and thoughtful and just map this out, the whole thing out, like it was a business plan. And, and you're, you know, you're estimating your cash needs and your cash sources. And my cash source is my income. My needs are tuition and travel and whatever else we're doing here. And do we do that on 200 and deplete the million, or do we do that on – 400 for three years and then we'd never touch the million probably you know something like that somewhere in there is your answer but just run it run it Uh, accountants would call it a sources and uses okay what's your income sources and what are your uses and map that out through the last kid getting through college and then let's figure out which way we're going to go and that'll give you an answer that feels it it, that feels peaceful uh but just kind of going well i kind think i might no no, that doesn't work and the next family movie night everyone watch borrowed future as a family because that will spark the conversations about how we're going to go to college debt free uh and that'll get them moving but i don't like the option of they all just figure it out and go get student loans we can do better than that turning loose seven kids feral is not a good plan this is the ramsey show Thanks for joining us, America. We're glad you're here. Open phones at 888-825-5225. If you've never been to one of our smart conferences, well, that's not smart. You need to go. You'd be smarter if you go. That's why we call them that. We'd love to have you. Hey, our next one's going to be in Chicago. The first time ever we've done a smart conference in Chicago. Smart conference weekend is going to be September 15 and 16. We'll be Friday night, all day Saturday. I'll be there with all of the Ramsey personalities, and we will be teaching you life hacks about money, relationships, boundaries, and, of course, with Ken Coleman, we'll be talking about work and careers. So a little bit of everything will be covered all day Saturday and then that Friday evening. The early bird prices for general admissions are only $79. We do have an exclusive dinner 
with me and the other personalities, only a handful of people can come to this, and that's the Platinum Plus ticket. We also have Platinum and Gold tickets. We've got, you know, up front. we got book signings. we got all kinds of stuff built into this that you can do. $79 your minimum entry, and that'll get you in the door, and that's definitely worth it. Oh, my gosh, you'd pay you. 279 to hear any one of these speakers and best-selling authors at another location. So uh, make sure you're planning to come. Again, Chicago, great weekend to make it. September 15 and 16, and tickets are on sale right now at RamseySolutions.com slash events. Amanda's next in Salt Lake City. Hi, Amanda. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Sure. What's up? Um, yeah, so about five years ago, we bought our first house and we based the location um, based on where we were working at the time. Obviously, things have changed in the past few years. Um, I started a job last year that I really love and it was remote. Um, and my husband still works remotely, but a couple months ago, they required us to start coming back into the office. Um, I love the job. It has helped us in a lot of ways financially as well, not just because of the pay, but they have a subsidized daycare for um, the kids of employees. So we bring our kids there. They serve breakfast and lunch at the office and at daycare. So we're saving on our food bill every month. But my commute is about two hours round trip, depending on traffic. Yeah. So, um, and that's with the kids because the daycare is right across the street from the office. Um, So what we're wondering is, should we, sell our house right now and try to move closer i do want to be at this job long term or should we move out and rent the house and just rent closer um to the office we're just trying to figure out a, the you said your husband's remote the yeah he's remote he's looking for another job right now and might come to work where i work because he sees how much i love it but might work remotely not sure but currently remote yeah, well, you're, I don't know that I would keep yours as a rental and go rent for a while because you plan on being there long term, right? Yeah. So yeah. I think it's just time to move. Yeah, just sell your house. You love the, you like the, the community style. that the, the workplace is in. Um. Yeah, it's in a a nice area. Um, Can you afford it? Yeah. Is the housing market much different? Um, not a ton different. We just here um, in where we are, house prices have gone up a lot, which is good and bad. Good because we have some equity, and so if we sold, we'd have a nice chunk of change for a down payment. Um, but it also is bad because things are a lot more expensive than when we bought five years ago. That's okay. What would your house sell for today? About four forty-four. Okay, go buy a house for four fifty in the other place. Sell your house. Okay. Even swap, and you're just down the street. No two-hour commutes. Anything wrong with that plan? Um, I guess just we kind of don't want to go through the hassle of moving. Um, Nobody does. I don't want to go through the hassle of driving two hours. Yeah. That's I mean, true. after about two it's days, also, I'm moving. Yeah. I don't know how you're doing it. It's hard to find. I know. I know. Well, I listen to your show, even though my toddler says, I don't want to. Um, well, but, I appreciate that um, you get two hours of us, but I still would move. Yeah. It's like tomorrow. The, tomorrow. the tricky thing is things that are 450. Um, your house is 450. The office are, and you told us the house prices were similar. 
Your house sells yes. for four fifty. Go buy another four fifty. Don't use this as an excuse to screw up your life and buy eight fifty. You can't afford eight fifty. Go buy four fifty. You live in four fifty now. Same house prices. Okay, sounds good. You can do this. You Thank can do you. this, and yeah, and, and just it's going to cost you a little bit to move, but you're going to get a quality of life four freaking hours a day. I, I mean, what's that worth? A lot. Yeah. And go jump on RamseySolutions.com. Get connected with one of our real estate ELPs, endorsed local providers, who can help you with this, and also check out our friends at Pods Moving and Storage for this move to make it smoother. Yeah. Both those things will really help make the process easier, for sure. Take the headache out. Yeah. But I'm, I mean, if you come up $10,000 short when you're done with this whole thing, so would he. You know, you're just debt-free. You're making the move. You got a great job. You like the place. Your husband likes the place. You like the community. Make the move. Make the move. And if you don't want to buy right now, sell yours and go rent over there until you're ready to buy over there. But don't rent for five years and think the house prices are going to come down. No, they're not. They're going up. So remember five years ago when your house? Yeah, I remember. Okay. Brandon is in Atlanta, Georgia. Hey, Brandon, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, Dave. I appreciate you taking my call. Um, So I get to the point. My wife and I are – saving for a house. We have about $33,000 saved currently. Um, however, our family is growing. Uh, we have two kids, um, a dog, and we have a kid on the way as well during November. Um, and we want to, well, we think, uh, we need to get a new car to accommodate, um, our family. And was just wondering, you mean a different you think car? About, correct. A different car. Well, so what, car, what do you correct, got now? Correct. What kind of cars you got now? So I have a 2000 Honda. It's, it needs a lot of work. I'm honestly not really driving it. I have a, a drive a work truck to work. Um, and my wife drives a 2013 Sentra. And we just feel like we need something bigger. What will the Sentra the sell for? Uh, my guess is maybe five or 6,000. Yeah, sounds right. What would the Honda sell for? Oh, man, maybe a thousand. No, about three. About three. I mean, because it, it needs a transmission. Oh, well, not, um, not in that case. Okay. All right, I'm going. I'm going with your thousand then. Okay, so we got six or seven thousand dollars worth of cars that we're going to sell, and we're going to take seven thousand dollars. Do you have any money? Oh, you got thirty three thousand for a down payment on a house. Yeah, we have we have a twelve thousand dollar emergency fund. We have thirty three on the house. So we were thinking maybe taking some of that house fund and reallocating it, and just wanted to hear your perspective on if you think that's an okay idea or. What's your household you know, income? Uh, together this year, we'll probably do about one forty gross. And what are you thinking about spending um, on a car? You got seven from uh, cars. Yeah, I mean, from what we've been looking at, I don't know if we, we kind of overshooting. We, we we feel like we need a third row, and you know, so we've been looking at you maybe three kids or less. They each need a row. Three kids and a you know, and a, we have a dog as well. The dog goes everywhere in the car. Not everywhere. Well, no. good God, you don't buy a dog. You don't buy a car for a dog, dude. Okay. Okay. So what'd you do? What'd you you come up to thirty grand now on the car? Well, no, 20, 20 or less. Yeah, yeah way less. Thinking. Hey, every dollar you spend on this stupid car is going down in value through the toilet. Every dollar you spend on this house is going to go up in value. Right. And better for your family long term. So I, I'm going to minimize this car. I'm going to take 7000 put a little bit with it. Let's call it max of 15 That still leaves you 25 for a down payment on your house. 
don't screw up your house deal by buying a car for the dog. It's going to slow down the savings goal. And so that's the part that's going right. to hurt if you drop a whole lot of money on this car. Oh. Right. There's a balance there. Okay. These dogs are getting expensive. Listen, we've thought about it, Dave. The third you, row for if, the dogs. If you buy it, if you buy it, I'll kill you, George. You're already pet ramping. Listen, oh we returned God. the pet ramp, Dave. The saga is over. Yeah. Oh, I'm so no disappointed. Pet ramps. We taught our dog how to jump. One fewer things to uh, make fun of George on. This is the Ramsey Show. Scripture of the day, Psalm 1611, you make known to me the path of life. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Andy Andrews says, life itself is a privilege, but to live life to the fullest, that is a choice. George Camel Ramsey personality, YouTube star of the George Camel wow. YouTube show is my co-host today. John is with us. John is in New York City. Hi, John. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. George and Dave, what a pleasure to speak to you both. You too, sir. Um, What's up? Thank you. So I have a question, and then I'll give you the rundown behind it. Um, so um, I'm currently employed. I'm happy at my job. I'm getting opportunities to uh, make pretty nice chunk of change more um, in uh, other jobs. That's pretty much a similar similar position. Um, so I'm currently 28 years old. I have about 40000 in savings. Um, I'm debt-free thanks to following all your principles for many years. Um, I rent and um, 90K base salary right now, um, and I have a good margin um, after, you know, each month. And I'm just, you know, I'm, so I'm living comfortable per se, uh, a little high cost of living, living area. Um, so I'm just wondering, I'm getting all these opportunities to go to jobs that I can make about maybe thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 more. And I just don't know what to do because I, I have a, you know, pretty nice culture where I'm at now, but it's very tempting, you know? So I'm looking for your, what are these other jobs? Do you think you'd be miserable in them? Are the people toxic? I mean, is it worth the yeah, 30K no. jump or is it, hey, these are good people too, um, good company? Yeah, it seems like it's going to be a uh, an okay jump if I were to. I, I stayed at one company for three years um, and then this one for two years. So I don't necessarily like being a job hopper. That's not but, the point. Um, the point yeah. is, are you, drop, are you jumping into a toxic mess? Um, doesn't seem like it. I've been in the industry for five years and I know a lot of the manufacturers. I'm a pretty much a salesman for, uh, uh, building materials. Um, so it's a similar role. Uh, yeah. Similar role. And it's where you want to go long-term in your career. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very comfortable in this career. Uh, made tons of relationships and it's, uh, well, I mean, the premise rewarding. of your question is, is that the culture is not as good at the other place. If the culture is as good as your place, and it's $30,000 more, why would you not do that? I don't know. It's just, uh, you know, keeping, keeping um, you know, I, I put so much effort into my current position. I built a lot of relationships uh, over the past two years and, uh, you know, it took a while to, to build a lot of trust with um, some customers and everything. Um, so Are you going like, to start over? Um, I won't have the same customer base, uh, but, you know, it's the same title and everything. So going, you know, 
calling on a similar industry um, professionals, but not so ride an existing customer base or go get a new one for thirty k more. And that's assuming mm-hmm. that the environment, the culture is as good. Is this the proposal? Yeah. 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 And that's, yeah. Uh, assuming there. So the only strain so, uh, is you starting, uh, and having to do some scratching and clawing. Yes. And one thing I want to mention as well, uh, if you don't mind, um, what do you think about, should I mention it to my employers now and, I don't know if I can receive a counteroffer in any way, or uh, is there a way to approach that situation? Well, I, I think we need to go back to first. Are you going to leave? Okay. Okay. Because if you're going to go over to toxic, to a toxic company, and you have mm-hmm. to scratch and claw, no, I wouldn't do that for thirty k. Mm-hmm. You don't want to go do that. But if you can find a company mm-hmm. where the relationships, the quality of humans, the value system is as appealing as where you are and you can make 30 K and the only thing you got to do is do a little bit of heavy lifting for the first two years no whining, go do it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and, and yeah. so now if that's the case, then let's go to your other question. And the best way to think about how to do business ethics or conversations with leaders is switch roles in your mind. Let's say you owned a building materials company and you had a great sales guy on your team that you really liked. And another place offered him 30 K more. What would you want him to do? <laughs> Me personally? Yeah, I would, I would say maybe let's find a happy medium here. Uh, well, I would, I would, first I would love the opportunity if you're the employer to know it and say, Hey, these yeah. guys came in, I, you know, they call me They're they're offering 30 K more. And I'm not in here trying to hold you up or anything. I'm not trying to blackmail you. I just wanted to give you this information because I like being here. Um, how, how do you think we can work through this? If you told a leader that, they're not going to be angry. They're going to go, uh, we can't pay you that. You should go. Or they're going to go, well, crud, yeah. I mean, we, I don't know if we can get you to 30 today, but we can probably get you 20 and get you another 10 if you did these three things or something like that, right? Right. But if they yeah, don't, that, if they value really keeping point. you, they would value the information that you might be leaving. I like that. Yeah, absolutely. And so um, it's just, okay. but the big yeah. thing is don't go in. This is not a swagger. This is just right, gentle. Right. This is not cocky. This is like, Hey, right. I, these other guys and I like it here and I like you and I like, you know, I like my customer base. I like what I'm doing. Uh, but 30 K, I mean, what would you tell me to do if you were my friend, yeah. you know, ask the leader that yeah. right. And go, yeah. I, I just thought you'd want this information and let, I don't know, let's talk about what, how do we work through this together? Cause I like being here and instead Good of thing. like, you gotta give me 30 or better, or you've got to match or it I'm or out. I'm out the door. I would tell <laughs> yeah. you to hit the door. Yeah. You'd, exactly. you'd fire, if that was you, you'd fire somebody for that. I would too. I'm not going to be blackmailed, but I love information on people I love and that they've got opportunity. And if I can't match it as the employer that, I, you know, I care about my people, then I'll just say, we don't, we can't pay that here. It doesn't make sense to us. So, man, I'm sorry, but I, I hate to lose you, but good luck with that. I hope it works out for you and I'll just set you free, right. you know? Right. Right. That's why, you know, uh, you know, then I would be prepared to, you know, leave so that's why yeah you got to have in your mind that that's why i solved the problem first yeah you got to be emotionally ready for them to go sorry we can't and then you go all right 
Yeah. I guess I'm out. Yeah. That, so I think your leader is probably going to step up and get you somewhere heading in that direction if you have this conversation gently and humbly. I think that's going to happen. Sarah's in San Francisco. Hi, Sarah. How are you? Hi, Dave. Good. How are you doing? Better than I deserve. We're a little short on the clock. Can you go fast? I will. Um, one of my dreams is to buy a house large enough that would take in my parents. Um, they don't have any retirement, and it's been, um, again, one of my dreams, and it's an honor to take them back in. And just trying to decide if this is the right time for me to make that move and buy that larger home. Are you renting right now? No, I have a home right now. How old are they? Um, my parents are 72 and 82. Okay. And what does this involve? You're, sell- you're selling the house you're in, which sells for what? So right now, my house would sell for about $1.7 and I owe about 600000 on it. Okay. And you would move up to what? I would move up to $2.5 million. So $800,000 increase. Okay, yes. that's pretty generous. Yeah, <laughs> you, you you could pay a lot of rent for them in an apartment for eight hundred grand. Yeah, I don't think um, I need to be close by too, just for caretaking reasons as well. Yeah. Okay. So where's the eight hundred grand going to come from? So I have liquid of a million right now. Um, All right, do it. It. Do it. Yeah. Okay. It's what you want to do with your money. You're a multimillionaire. Yeah. You got about a million of equity plus your million cash. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank pa- you. Pay cash for the move and do it. Don't buy a house that is a bad house uh, that's a bad mother-in-law apartment, okay? Meaning that when you get ready to sell it after they're gone someday, that your house is weird. Don't buy a weird house. Just buy a big enough house that they've got a place to stay, and then when they're gone, the house is not a weird house. That puts the Ramsey Show in the books. We'll be back with you before you know it. In the meantime, remember, there's ultimately only one way to financial peace, and that's to walk daily with the Prince of Peace, Christ Jesus. Hey, it's George Camel. If you like what you heard in this episode and want to know more about getting started on the Ramsey Baby Steps, go to RamseySolutions.com and click on the Get Started button. We'll help you figure out the best next step for you based on your specific situation. That's RamseySolutions.com and click Get Started.